Welcome to episode two of Cloud Insiders, the podcast that brings cloud down to earth. Right, well, thanks for joining me. My name's Oliver Happy, and I'll be your host today for this discussion on VMware NSX. What it is, how it applies, why should you care? I have with me today Matthew Bunce, Senior Consultant with Extrovert. Hi. Um, and then I also have Andy Hine, who's a technically minded pre-sales engineer. Hello. Welcome. All right, guys, um, maybe if I start with you, Matt, what is VMware NSX? VMware NSX is a product that was acquired through uh, NYSERA when VMware acquired that company. It's a, a set of uh, products that provide uh, network security, micro-segmentation, uh, load balancing, and uh, virtual wire networking based on VXLAN. It's not just one product, it's a whole suite of capabilities currently under one product banner right. from a licensing point of view. Right, so when someone says, look, I'd, I'd like to look at NSX, there's actually a series of parts to that. Correct, yeah. So okay. there's a, a multiple number of different components that you don't have to deploy all of them. You can deploy individual components. And that's what we're seeing a lot at the moment. Rather than a full deployment, it may be individual parts of that product. Right, okay. Um, taking us back a step for those that are, are new to the concept, um, what's the, the history behind NSX and what business drivers led to the creation of this as a, as a technology? The fundamental basis behind some of the, uh, the micro-segmentation parts of NSX is around the zero trust model. So this is the idea that, we, uh, we, that you build security from the ground up, so there is, there is no access between any components. Server A can't talk to server B, can't talk to server C. So this is about enabling you to work with that model and uh, build up using policy-driven security rather than having to control a, a massive set of firewall walls or Mm. Other. Is that the is that the concept of sandboxing? It's similar to sandboxing, yes. Yeah. So uh, you think about uh, each VM in its own individual sandbox. Uh, there's a wrapper of NSX around it, and the access between the individual sandboxes are controlled by the uh, the NSX product. So right. more more kind of traditional um, ways of looking at security were secure the perimeter. So you have your perimeter devices, your firewalls, um, and then everything inside of that. So obviously that presents a risk if you could break that perimeter. That's now going away with the, the micro-segmentation of something like NSX because, as Matt was saying, each VM can't talk to each other. So you could, one VM could be exposed, but that exposure is limited to just one VM. Yes, it removes the, the, the concern of where you have, say, a, a bunch of servers in a DMZ where one server may have been uh, attacked and breached and it stops them from being able to move laterally across the, uh, the network segments. To attack other servers. Right, and just for um, for clarity, as a as an independent consultancy, are there any alternatives to NSX? Around the micro segmentation area, there's there's a, a there's a few products, but the, the main sort of competitor that people mainly hear about is Cisco ACI. That's more in the network virtualization front rather than the security aspects of uh, NSX. So they do their own um, VXLAN type uh, framework and they do other overlaying competing technologies. The shift has been up until recently to see them as competitors. Now there's a move to see them as uh, complementing technologies, so uh, delivering NSX on top of uh, a Cisco ACI framework. Right. Brilliant. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so what, in your experience, is driving organisations to implement NSX? Um, it's the, unfortunately, the, the current security uh, situation. Exploits are getting a lot more in depth now. Uh, data breaches, 
where before security may have been around uh, trying to breach financial information, it's now more about personal information and things like that. That's worth more to somebody than potentially gaining access to an internal system. It may be getting to a web server uh, that has a database of, of available of, of users or things like that. So it's really that change in, in attack profile that is driving people to focus on this kind of technology mm. now. We've definitely seen that in pre-sales as well. So um, there's kind of three three pillars that NSX would appeal to in terms of use cases. So the, the security piece we've kind of covered, um, automation and app continuity. So portability and movability of um, configuration, that sort of thing. But it's really the security conversation that certainly in my experience has generated the most interest from customers. It is usually the way that uh, a business looks at NSX. They look at the micro-segmentation first once the product's in. They then look at what the other, the other part of the product can bring and the, what capabilities it has. So the last few projects that we've done, we've gone with a micro-segmentation-led engagement that very quickly, once we start talking about the product and what it can do and start demonstrating that, suddenly they're going, oh, well, we want to look at the load balancing capability, we want to look mm -hmm. at the dynamic routing, we want to look at extending our, our network out into our DL site and the, uh, the workload mobility capabilities. So policies, etc., stay with the VM wherever they are rather than being, well, I'm on firewall A, if you need to move me to here, I need to change all my firewall rules. So it makes... The, the, VMware have recognised that that's the most compelling argument as well. So a, re, a, a recent webinar, webinar, the VMware led with, they're seeing the same sort of thing, security is the way that they're, that they're roadmapping to deploying NSX for their customers. Okay, so Andy, um, speaking of customers, what industry verticals are we seeing really move towards NSX, or is it across the board? I can probably jump in and answer that one. Yeah, sure. Want. Go for it, Matt. Really, we've seen a, a completely uh, different set of types of companies and organisations from defence, uh, public sector, education, <coughs> uh, down to financial institutions, uh, and it's, re it's really, there's no sort of one area. They, the first sort of people to adopt it are generally people who have a very specific security requirement and it meets their needs. So you don't generally find that it's people working in those kind of environments where they need mm -hmm. sort of the extra in-depth security. So it may not be something that you're looking at a small business necessarily, but uh, the large enterprises and defence and all those sorts of things are very sort of focused at the moment. Yeah. What I'm finding with um, the small to medium um, range customers that are talking about NSX is that will it allow them to um, reduce their expenditure on their network equipment because a lot of the more complicated bells and whistles, if you like, are being done in software. So that, that's a question that comes up and it, it's a difficult one. Like they like say some of the network things that you were mentioning, the, the hardware kind of complements the NSX yeah. rather than competing against each other, but customers want to see where their um, they're going to get their money back or savings. Yeah. A great example of that is that we recently completed a product where the, uh, the user, well, the, the organisation had invested heavily into hardware-based uh, security. They'd got ASA firewalls, they'd got sort of Nexus um, switches, uh, fully resilient over two data centres. Um, we went and put NSX in and the next question they asked was, well, when can we take all this out? Because it's completely redundant now, because we were doing what they were doing in quarter of a million pounds worth of hardware in software now. So it's, it's a great return on investment. Unfortunately for them, they'd spent the money first. Yeah, <laughs> so, so it may be that it's something that the adoption of NSX may fall into the cadence of hardware refresh. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. So there's, there's a lot of opportunity around there, especially now where there's a, a move away from the traditional network providers, sort of Cisco, into uh, more software-defined, uh, white sort of white box networking as well. So mm -hmm. running an operating system on top of uh, generic hardware to deliver the same kind of capabilities. Right. So the uh, NSX plays well into that, and there's the integration into those kind of uh, manufacturers. So you're finding that the network hardware kept is actually just a conduit of getting packets from A to B and can have less expenditure or, or more basic that's, equipment. That's right, the intelligence yeah. is moving out of the out of the sort of physical network now into into the software layer. So the cost of putting in uh, ports now is dropping significantly because a dumber 48 port switch is going to be a lot cheaper than a 48 port switch that has every bell and whistle that you're not going to use. And of course, once you've bought NSX, it will provide that capability no matter how many physical ports you have. It's not a case you have to license that technology every single time you buy yeah. a switch. And of course, you don't need to know the intricate workings of a network switch anymore or, or no. being able to command line interface, the port groups and trunking and all that sort of stuff because it's all in software. So it's kind of moving towards your virtualization specialist, yeah. I would say. Um, it's a, a shift within um, customers now to see where this will actually sit once it's been deployed. Mm. We had a, a couple of workshops really sort of with the networking guys and the VMware guys to understand who would do what. Because effectively the virtualization guys now have the capability to do everything that the network guys were doing before. Because all the network guys need to do is provide a base VLAN that we can overlay VXLAN with. And now everything's done within the software. So do they need to cross-chain the VMware guys to do networking, or do they cost train the networking guys to do VMware, or is there a consolidation of those roles now? Mm. And what are you seeing? It's, it's, a, it's a difficult one, really, because you've got people who've spent 20, 30 years in networking suddenly seeing maybe that in the next couple of years I may not have a job, and there's some pushback from that, especially in those sort of the larger, traditional, very network-heavy industries. But you're also seeing the, the understanding from the virtualization side that their role and their scope of their job expands daily. So there's a lot more acceptance from the virtualization guys of their roles now as network administrators than it is, say, from a network administrator becoming a virtualization administrator. Yes, and, and as a CTO looking at a move potentially in this direction into NSX, there's, um, there's some very real um, people organization questions. Yeah, it's not mm. just a technology question, it's about how do I organize my, my teams going ahead and where do I invest skills in and where do I put people and do I need as many people now as I've got? So it's not just a, a sort of how much is the license going to cost, it's total cost of ownership. And it, it is going to drive some difficult questions within businesses, I think, but it's uh, the way that the market is, is going to go. Sure. Okay, so Matt, in terms of real-world examples, can you think of a customer who's adopted NSX and, and take us through a bit of a journey that they've gone through? Yeah, so uh, we completed a project out in um, the uh, Middle East recently where the organisation had suffered from a number of uh, cyber attacks. Um, there'd been a large number of outages, and so they were looking at ways to supplement their, their security. They looked into NSX, um, from a micro, again, led by the micro-segmentation capabilities. Um, we did some workshops around that and did an initial deployment around micro-segmentation, um, and then started to explore additional capabilities. So uh, from, that, from that customer, they looked at things like layer two bridging, so bridging their existing legacy network, uh, VLAN-based network, physical network, into NSX, so they could migrate workloads across between the two environments easily, looking at uh, VXLAN for providing future growth outside of sort of the, the legacy physical network. Now they can define networks with a few commands rather than having to go out and buy switches, deploy, because they were, they were stuck in that uh, model that when they said, oh, we, we need more ports or we need more capability, we need more VLANs, there was a long turnaround time that may involve going out and 
procuring additional hardware, installing it, and things like that. So um, it's it's a, a very interesting journey to go on, and to sort of see a customer go through that. And it's always great to see light bulb moments where a customer goes, "Oh, I can use it for this," or "I have that capability; great for this." Or actually, well, why don't we look at doing it this way and or doing it that way? And uh, so it opens up so many different avenues, being sort of quite a, a broad product that's not sort of just one set of tools. It's uh, there's a lot of capability there that I think a lot of companies will be able to benefit from. Sure, and, and were there any pitfalls that you uncovered through that process that, that others could sort of earmark as they begin that journey? Yeah, the most difficult thing that we've seen is taking the, uh, as we mentioned earlier, about the, the idea of perimeter-based security, what's in and out of the gate. Uh, taking that security model and trying to overlay that into NSX is, isn't going to work particularly well. This is why they're trying to move towards the zero trust model and build the, the security from the ground back up again. Maybe migrating legacy rule sets over to NSX is, is, is not a good idea. It's always a good idea of, well, let's ignore what we've got for now and let's start building up a new rule set from the ground up because the capabilities are there. Uh, there's things uh, within NSX like flow monitoring where you can see what's happening between different machines. Activity monitoring so you can see what user is using what um, processor and watch VM to talk to another server. So you can build the rule sets dynamically by watching the flows between a VM, clicking on a flow and add to rule set or add to the firewall policy. And that's a great capability that's never been there in the market before. Right, did you find that um, following on from that, that customer used NSX for things that historically would be done with hardware, things like VPN and load balancing and firewall and that sort of yeah. thing? So yeah, um, again, uh, one of the customers, they had a, a legacy uh, Cisco ACE and they had a number of them throughout the organisation out of support or potentially running during end of life. They got quite a huge risk around that because they hadn't got the money to invest in, in new tin. They'd invested in NSX around the, uh, for the micro-segmentation part, not realising it got the load balancing functionality. So they were able to take sort of 10 or 15 different physical load balancers around the business and consolidate into NSX. So that's yeah. a huge saving for them. That so as they'd all, light bulb moments. Yeah, had they all, they'd already made the investment. All they, all they needed to make that huge saving and remove that risk out of the business was literally the time it took to move the rules and repoint um, IP addresses and DNS. It's not hard to see the passion, is it? <laughs> no. It's, uh, it's an exciting technology. In terms of the future, how do you see NSX in, in this area of tech developing? What trends are likely? I think from uh, what we're going to see in the future, hopefully, is NSX being bundled in with different products. I know there's some driver for it to be bundled in with Horizon around the VDI aspects, so there's some great use cases in there, similar to how they've, you know, they've done with vSAN and they've integrated that in with the Horizon View licensing, mm. because again, it's going to drive that adoption, and once you've got it in one part of the business, it'll expand out of that, so um, I think we'll start to see that kind of bundling, maybe some smaller licensing additions uh, to focus on individual use cases rather than the quite significant investment it will take to get everything now, you may be able to buy subsets, and I think that's the way we'll, we'll see, hopefully going forwards. Any comments in terms of the types of workshops that you're running at the moment, Andy, and, and the, the types of questions that are coming up around NSX? The main questions are um, around the use cases. So um, VMware have kind of gone to market with a product to claiming that it will do what ESX did for kind of virtualization, which is, which is a huge idea and people want to know how and how, to, how they go around adopting that and, and what areas that they can, that, that are light touch that they can 
start with. So it's really around the use cases. And again, to sort of reiterate that the security is always a good conversation. Um, but I can see it, as Matt was saying, um, I can see in, in a few years NSX adoption being kind of like, how do we ever do without ESX? How do we ever do without NSX? Yeah, there'll be that transition from bleeding edge through to a commodity product because it will just help drive every other part of the technology stack. Uh, it'll be yeah. able to be integrated into automation so you can deploy load balancers, virtual switches, uh, routers automatically as yeah. part of your a, a, a service catalogue. So rather than employ, uh, deploying an individual VM, you'll be able to deploy a number of VMs and a load balancer in front of that. that that's a, a sort of a great use case for sort of more um, mature enterprises that are already doing that kind of uh, automation. So just to, to wrap up now, if you were to summarize the sorts of things that a CTO of, say, a, a mid-sized organization that's starting to think about NSX, starting to think about this technology, the sorts of things they could be working through to, in that preparation, what would that list be? I think probably the best place to start would be to look at what they're doing from a physical security point of view now, what that investment is, what the life cycle of that investment is, when are they next going to need to invest in physical infrastructure, and how uh, adopting NSX would either sort of mitigate that cost or reduce that cost. Brilliant. Thank you, gentlemen. Really helpful, and uh, I hope that's been useful to the audience. Talk Pleasure. to you next time. Thank you. So that brings us to the end of this episode of Cloud Insiders. Hope you've enjoyed it. And to find out more, head over to cloudinsiders.fm. And you can also get in touch with us on Twitter at Cloud Insiders. Please head over to iTunes, subscribe to the show, and we would love you to give us a rating. And we'll see you next time. This episode was brought to you by Extrovert, trusted independent consultants for data center, workspace, and cloud transformation. For help solving complex IT challenges and unlocking the full potential of your technology, head over to extrovert.com.